This is Jesse Rogers, and on Saturday, I'm going to appear on the MindWave podcast. I wanted to respond to the series Voices, where Andrew Yang supporters are calling in to leave their comments about his suspension of his campaign. It was incredibly touching. It had me in tears. And if you haven't heard it, you need to hear it. Um, So I'm going to take a few minutes to respond to the listeners that called in and give my comments to Yang Gang, although it isn't just for Yang Gang. Uh, What I have to say is really for anyone who loves humanity and is able to see the future clearly enough to see the dangers of what's coming. So whether you agree with Andrew Yang about his particular solutions or if you want to vote for him or not, if you see what's coming and you want to do something about it, this is for you. So there's a scene from Harry Potter that really stands out in my mind. In The Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry is under attack by this horde of Dementors, which are these cloaked, ghost-looking prison guard creatures that drain the joy and energy and happiness out of their victims. Harry is on the ground, overwhelmed and helpless, basically being killed by a swarm of these Dementors, when all of a sudden this nuclear bomb-like spell goes off and just pushes away the whole swarm of Dementors with a bright light of an extremely strong protection spell called a Patronus. Now Harry and his friends have been learning to cast Patronus throughout the movie with limited success. They're still very novice. But this Patronus is like nothing Harry's ever seen before, not from his teachers, not from anybody. And it was in the form of a stag, which which was his dead father's Patronus, leading Harry to believe his father somehow cast it from the grave. That scene ends, and then later in the movie, there's a time-reversing artifact that lets Harry and his friend Hermione travel back in time, but... There's a back-to-the-future mechanic where they must not be seen by their alternate past selves. And so it gets to a point in the story where Harry and Hermione are just standing there, helplessly watching while Harry is dying to this Dementor attack. So the audience is watching the same scene, just from a different angle. Now, Harry is confident because he knows the ending. He knows he lives, but the two start getting real nervous because no one is coming to his rescue. His dead parents are not appearing. This mysterious, powerful wizard that saved him isn't there. They're in the right spot, but no one is coming. Then Harry suddenly realizes that the wizard who saved him is there. He is his own savior. It wasn't the ghosts of the past. It wasn't his dead father that came to his rescue. It was the destiny of his future self that saved him now his present self. And so his future self, his present self, gets into position, raises his wand, and casts the legendary Patronus, one that is well beyond what a student should have been able to do. But he could do it. He could save himself because of belief, because now he knew he could. He knew it was him. So beliefs are everything. Beliefs are going to be self-fulfilling one way or the other. It all goes back to that Henry Ford quote. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. 
that concept endures generation after generation and it resonates with us in a really powerful emotional way because it is archetypical it is hyper truth it's meta truth so it isn't that the story of harry potter is literally true some kind of historical account of something that happened detail for detail but it is the case that that story is a kind of map it is a way of making sense of the process by which growth and liberation occurs and jenner you defeated those dementors of negativity and doubt and fear and insecurity when your vision of your future self banished whatever held you back and gave you the chance to leap into a new future by creating this podcast. And you're not the only one, of course. Andrew Yang lived out this same kind of self-rescuing Patronus when he realized that there is no cavalry coming to America's rescue. Our political class is just going to let this thing fall right off the cliff. This winner-take-all, trickle-down, meritocratic lie is like a game of Jenga, where we keep redistributing pieces from the bottom and putting them up to the top. And when it doesn't topple, we congratulate ourselves on reaching new heights of prosperity and human endeavor. But the base is getting weaker and weaker and weaker all the while. And if we keep playing this way, then the whole beautiful thing is going to collapse like Venezuela or Syria did. We have to start to strengthen America's base, its core, its heart, to prevent that from happening. And it started with Yang. When the history books write about this period, a century from now, Andrew Yang's candidacy will be the prologue. What we did is the origin story. You nailed that point. And so it continues with us, with you, Jenner, with me, with everyone listening. So if you're hearing this, I want you to know for damn sure that there is no cavalry coming. Not Bloomberg, not Sanders, not Trump, not even Yang is going to save you. No help is coming. And for now, the Freedom Dividend is not coming. And that's okay. There is no cavalry coming because if you hear my voice, you are the cavalry coming to rescue the future from destruction. We're obscure. We're not mainstream. We're not on the road. Our little band is deep, deep, deep in the woods of the intellectual dark web. And so if you've somehow found us, then you already know enough and have come far enough to have the awareness of what you need to do in your life to liberate yourself. What you have to let go of, what you have to sacrifice to become free, you know what it is. I don't, but you do. So if you haven't made the kind of leap that Jenner has, it's because you've been doubting yourself. You've been weighed down by the Dementors, just like Harry. But there's a deep voice inside you that knows what you're supposed to do next. It knows the action you're supposed to take, and it beats you up constantly for not doing it. But believe that voice. Don't tune it out. That nagging voice is your future self manifesting. That voice that frightens you with hopes that seem impossible, it knows. Your inner voice knows what you're supposed to be doing next in your story. So trust it and understand the feedback loop that you can create between your past and future selves. It's like a wormhole to summon your stronger self into the now. 
And I am, in fact, doing this right now. This clip of the story that I just shared is something I'm going to ask Jenner to make into a standalone 10-minute clip. And Jenner, that clip is going to be your first one to get a million views. To be fair, half of those views might be mine because I'm going to be listening to this clip multiple times a day as a source of motivation for myself so that I don't forget who I am at my best, who I am in this moment. So that's my ask for everyone listening to this. That's my challenge. Even if you don't get to be a guest on the Mindwave podcast, still do this activity anyway, because this is how you manifest your future. This is how you time travel your future Terminator into the present to fight for you. Click record on your phone and tell yourself what your life's mission is. Tell yourself who you are in your strongest moments so that you can remember who you are in your weakest. Listen to the recording you make of yourself over and over and over again every single day. This is how you cast your own Patronus. I love you all, and thanks for the chance to spread this message, Jenner.